Welcome to this episode of Blended, Blessed, and Always a Mess. I'm Eric. And I'm Angie. We are married with a ton of kids. We have six kids total. He has three and I have three. My name's Hallie and I love riding horses. I'm Lexi and I love agriculture. My name's Carter and I love eating. My name's Chase and I love lifting weights. My name's Summer and I love spending my parents' money. I'm Dane and I love baseball. Our show is about our blended, blessed, and always a mess life. And our hope is if you find yourself in the same situation we are in, that by sharing our story, all the fun, and all the mess, the challenges we are experiencing, it will give you some inspirations, laughs, and community, knowing you are not alone in this mess. We appreciate you spending time with us. Let's dive in. Welcome to this week's episode of Blended, Blessed, and Always a Mess, where it's a little bit different. And we just didn't have time to record anything together this week. Our schedules did not allow. And we've got um, options that we've recorded in the past with some guests. But we also talked about not doing an episode at all because it's Labor Day weekend and, and just giving ourselves a break. But I've been at radio 25 years and I feel like people who listen to you weekly and they're in a routine, they expect you to show up for them, whether it's Labor Day or not, that, that we should do that. And Angie is actually in Iowa right now, about four hours and 15 minutes north of us with Summer. Summer has a soccer tournament up there this weekend for Labor Day. And so I'm at home with the boys trying to have a fun dad weekend and really dive in with them and just spend some time. As I sat around and I thought about it, I mentioned a few weeks back that I've been going through a difficult time. And sometimes, well, I do share that with Angie and she's aware and we, she shows up for me I thought, what would happen if maybe I just shared that with everybody? So Angie doesn't even know that I'm I'm recording this tonight, that I've thought about it at all. But people ask both of us all the time and say, you know, you should write a book about what's been going on. And she's a beautiful writer. As we all know, the children's book is coming out soon. She'll probably write a second book. She's an author. I mean, when Angie sits down and puts pen to paper, magic happens. That's what she does. I I'm not a writer. But for my life, I tell stories and I entertain. And one of the things that I've loved about this podcast is that Angie didn't really want to do it at first because she is not as open and vocal as I am. And, and obviously, as you've probably caught the drift over the years, she has to rein me in and we have to edit things out that I say because I'm overly honest, which I think is funny because that's what initially drew her to me was my openness and my honesty in saying things that most people wouldn't. It, it allowed her to trust and, and to fall in love with me. But, you know, this has been a, a, a journey for her. And what I've loved about the podcast is watching her become the star of the podcast, right? I was the one with the radio background, and this has really become, I believe, I've said this to her, her show to really shine and share and be. And I'm just kind of a interviewer really each week. And I've, I've grown to love that and to watch her personality blossom through blended blessed and always a mess. At the same time, I have been struggling as, as I mentioned several weeks ago on the show, I have started to really grieve the loss of Hallie, our family, and it's been difficult. And since I am home with the boys tonight and they're gaming, doing what teenage boys do, we had a great night tonight, went to dinner um, I took them grocery shopping. We spent way too much money on meat we're going to grill and candy they're going to eat sugar. So sugar and meat is what we bought at the grocery store, okay? That's that's what we, what we bought tonight. Spent way too much money. I thought, what if I could get my thoughts out? 
One, could it help me in my grieving process? Two, could it help others? And three, could it help some of you get to know me in the same way that Angie did when we first started dating and just who I really am and want to be and and I'm hurting right now. So before I talk about where we've been the last nine months, which has been utter hell, literally the worst time in my life. And that's just the honest truth. This has been the hardest thing I've ever gone through. I have come through a lot of loss and it started at a young age. My grandmother was my very favorite person in the world. And at 17 years old, right before my senior year in high school, she came down with Alzheimer's incredibly bad the day that my grandfather died. Like she was showing signs of it. And then when he died, it just like full force kicked in. So she moved in with us. And within a few months, she was forgetting everyone's name, including my own. And that was such a hard thing for me to try to fathom that someone that loved me so much and that I loved so much didn't know who I was anymore. So it was difficult. I never really processed that. That's fine. Went off school, getting married. And then at 25, you know, I go through a divorce that wasn't something that I really wanted, right? I didn't, I, I had two little kids and that was not what my plan was. And, and that worked out for the best, right? Great friends with Lexi and Carter's mom. We get along great. It's been a long, I mean, that's 15, 16 years ago. But at that time in my life, at 25 years old, that wasn't what I wanted. And as I'm working through that and really struggling, and at this point struggling with who I am in my faith, thought I was a great Christian. Why would this happen to me? My dad's my best friend in the world. And six months later, the day after my 27th birthday, he falls over dead of a heart attack. So things at this point are not, I'm just in a tailspin in life. And I'm starting to just come to grips with a lot of loss. And so I go through a second marriage that's just unhealthy for all parties. I have an amazing son from that, but just super unhealthy. And so that ends in divorce, a lot of loss. And if I'm being honest, from 26 years old, I think earlier I said 25, uh, I was 26 years old until I am... 37, 38 years old, just a really unfun period of my life. Going through life unhappy. At that time, I started going to the crossing and, and knowing Jesus more and knowing more about myself, but still not really putting the pieces together. And so not in a great place. And then I meet Angie in September of 2019. So four years ago this month. And my life changed uh, in ways I never thought that it could the most joyous time in my life. I have never met someone as kind as Angie. We can talk about how beautiful she is all day long, but the, her heart and the kindness and how much she loves her children, then loved my children. It was contagious, her personality and the love that she had. So I felt that. And, and it wasn't but a few weeks and my coworkers and my family and my best friends, the people that know me the best and are around me the most, could also see the change that she was having in my life. And then it felt like I was just starting to immediately know Jesus more. Even though she would say, and it's, uh, I have brought her to faith in Jesus, she was helping open my eyes even more in that process. Okay? So for the first time in my entire life, I'm the happiest that I've ever been. So I was 37, 38 years old. And finally feeling true happiness, it was fantastic. And so fast forward to November 27th, 2022, I will never forget standing in our kitchen when the phone call came in about Hallie potentially 
being shot. And we didn't know exactly what had happened at that point. And the look on my wife's face, the fear, the terror, calling our kids together, they were going to the hospital, just terrifying. And the thoughts and the emotions running through my mind of this cannot be happening. God, do not take this beautiful family from me. And some of the things I'm sharing with you today, I have shared with Angie. Some of the things I'm sure I haven't shared with her. I'm sitting in our studio tonight using this as therapy for myself as much as I am for anybody else. But my thought was probably selfish of God, do not take all of this from me. Don't take my daughter from my kids who love their sister, from my wife who absolutely adores her daughter, and from me who had grown to love Hallie like my own. And we've talked about this, but what I love about Angie and I's marriage is that from the time we met and started dating, we were going to treat our kids the same. And it's how I knew I wanted, it's how I knew it was true love. How I knew that I wanted to spend my life with her is that I had dated other women with children and I just didn't want to meet the kids. And again, that's not a sign you should keep dating that person. Okay. But with Angie, it was like, yeah, I want to meet these kids. And I did meet the kids and I wanted to be actively engaged and involved in Hallie, Chase, and Summer's lives. And sometimes they would tell you too involved, right? Because I can get a little involved, but it's because I love them like my own. And so I didn't want to lose Hallie. And nothing has been the same in our home since that day. So bringing you to speed to that is where the last several months have been for me. And really the last probably six to eight weeks. As we met with other families that have gone through something similar, loss of a child, it's pretty normal that the day the child dies, mom dies, which is what happened in our case. Angie immediately died from the inside over and over and over again. And so as dad, if you're a strong father, you want to show up for your family. And so for me, same thing. I want to be there. I want to be a rock in this home for my wife, for my children, and let them know We're going to be okay. Dad's still steering the ship and the waters of this boat are rough, but we're not going down. And that that has been my mindset since November 29th when Hallie passed. Keep the ship upright. Don't let it sink. Lead this home. Your wife is drowning. Your kids are hurting. Keep the ship moving forward. And that's what I've tried to do. Some days I've done it better than others. In that process, you don't really heal as a dad. And so what I've learned from that is that you get to a point probably anywhere from six to nine months in and it just falls apart. And that's, that's where we're at. You know, here we are nine months in and probably four to eight weeks ago, somewhere in that time span, I started to fall apart. My health has fallen apart. I've had every blood test ran possible in the last eight weeks because I've been so unwell, maybe feeling a little bit better now but would appreciate your continued prayers for that. They, they think it, Angie thinks the doctors think that it's mostly stress, right. And dealing with this loss, but I've started to come to terms with the fact that my daughter is never coming back. And it's a super weird thing as a step parent in that we, we call it a bonus parent, right? Because that's what we really believe that we're trying to be is a bonus parent to our kids. We don't like the word step, but it is weird whether you're a step parent, bonus parent, whatever you want to call yourself, extra People look at you funny when you're like, well, my daughter died. Like, well, it's not your daughter. It, hmm? For me, again, when I go back and Angie and I were going to start blending this family, we were going to treat our kids the same. And I, I know Angie feels the same way about my kids. Those are my kids. 
In the last year of Hatley's life, we had gotten so close. It didn't start that way. End of 2019, first part of 20, it wasn't that way. She didn't need another dad. She made that very clear. But we had connected in so many ways. She is one of my very favorite people that I've ever met. And she is my daughter. I'm not her dad, but she is my daughter. And I was a bonus figure in her life. And the joy that she brought me on a regular basis, the friendship we had developed, the time that we spent together, I'm finally starting to grieve that and that she's not coming home. And I couldn't stop it. So I felt as a father, multiple guilt. And that's the other part. Like if Hallie, if Hallie was 100% my daughter, the truth is I would have been much harsher and more stern about the relationship that she was in. I wasn't able to do that because I'm not, I'm not dad, right? So I've got to walk a, a tightrope. I've got to walk up, you know, like walk the plank so I don't fall off and ruin our relationship forever. So it, it you know, it, it's tough. And so in that, that relationship building, I'm trying to tell her like, babe, your, your self-worth, your value, who you are is worth more than what you're getting in return. And slowly, I think, I think, I feel like I was getting somewhere with her in that regard. I just needed more time. I think if I had another year with Hallie, maybe things turn out differently, but that's not how it worked. But again, I couldn't be like I can be with Lexi and be like, this isn't happening. You're not doing this because dad said so, because I'm bonus dad. I'm not dad, dad. Does that make sense if you're listening? So it's just a hard place to be in. My heart was in a place where I'm trying to do it in the right way. And God, who knows if I was even doing it the right way, right? I've never been a bonus dad before. So just doing my very best in that regard. But again, what I'm learning over the last several weeks is that my daughter's not coming home and my heart hurts. And so I've spent nine months with my most favorite person in the world, just crying herself to sleep at night, crying in the morning, looking at her face and seeing very little joy ever, realizing that when all of our kids are together, one, we're missing one, and two, when the oldest is gone, the other kids don't really know how to act because all the roles were defined with our crew. And now they're not. So now the whole family dynamic is awkward at times. And so I find myself mourning the most joyful person I've ever been around. My favorite person in the world, Angie. Mourning our family for my children, our children, that their sister's gone and nobody really knows what to do. And then mourning that my daughter, my friend, is gone. And one of the things I, I absolutely loved about Hallie was that she just, she didn't judge people. She didn't judge me. How I finally connected with her is how I finally connected with her mom. I shared with her all the things I'd done, the good stuff, but the bad stuff. And she loved me more when I shared the bad stuff. That's what happens. It's easy for people to love you when you're telling them the good things. But when you are open and honest and tell people the ways that you've messed up in life, and they can relate to you and know that you don't, you know that you're not perfect and they know that they're not perfect. That's when it gets really good, right? That's when the relationship gets deep and gets good. And I think that's what we love about Jesus is that he, he loved the people that were hurting and that were sinners and then didn't do it right all the time. 
That's one of the reasons why I know Hallie is with Jesus, because of how much compassion that she showed to other people, and especially myself. So I go back to the loss that I had earlier in my life. And even my buddy Rob said to me in the hospital when Hallie was up there, he came up and he said, buddy, you've been through more loss in your life than a lot of people. I've lost a lot of friends along the way too that I didn't talk about earlier that died way too young. And he said, you, you've had so much loss. And I know God's using that loss to prepare you for this. And while I don't love that, I'm sure Rob is right to some degree. Now, the problem with that is that whether it's my health or whatnot, your body goes into fight or flight mode at some point, right? You, you get to a point where you've had too much. And so over the last four to eight weeks, while I've been going through the health stuff, uh, my doctor, Angie, my boss, who I've worked for for 15 years, she's one of my best friends, they have all said to me, you've got to go back to a counselor because I had stopped going. You might want to think about an antidepressant, which I don't love admitting or saying out loud. And you might need to find some other ways to take care of yourself. So I am trying to do that. I'm trying. But it doesn't mean I've figured it out or I have it down. So much to the point that in the last couple of weeks, within a two-day span, my boss and my wife, I thought they were talking. I even asked, I'm like, are you guys talking? Both said to me, you were holding on too tight. Which, I don't know if you remember, the very first Top Gun movie, like the opening scene, Maverick, saves Cougar, brings him back to the aircraft carrier, and that, and, and then Cougar quits because he's holding on too tight. He's afraid he's going to lose his wife and his family. And so that's why Maverick is through Top Gun. I'm holding on too tight right now. And first on a Monday morning, my boss called me out on it in a meeting that my coworkers are feeling it, that, that my clients are feeling it. I get home the next day. My wife is calling me out that, that her and the kids are feeling it, that I'm holding on too tight. And so I'm trying to dissect that with a counselor. I'm afraid of the loss. I don't want to lose anything else. I don't want to lose my family. I don't want to lose my kids, another child. I couldn't, I don't even know how you could ever go through loss of another child. I don't want to lose my wife who I don't even know, right? What I would say about the last nine months is that Angie and I are completely different people than we were nine months ago. Now, this has made us closer as friends. Angie is my best friend, and we've grown closer in that regard. But we will have to re-completely, we've talked about this, rebuild this family, rebuild this marriage. It can't be put back together. So learn how to do it, but, but just scared of loss. And so by being scared of loss, I'm holding on too tight, and it's messing things up for everyone else. That's the only way I know how to say it. So I'm working on those things. I had lunch with my pastor earlier today. He wants me to start doing a, a meditation podcast that he does. And he's very soothing and comforting and thinks it can help me get out of the fight or flight mode. And and, and I'm going to try that because at this point I'll try anything. I've I've tried going around the lake by myself, just walking, running, listening to Christian, Christian music, listening to sermons, trying to connect with Jesus, trying to connect with Hallie. Been trying to reconnect with my dad, who's been gone 15 years on those walks and runs. It's hard right now. I don't feel good. I don't like it. I like being the guy at a party that's smiling and laughing and telling jokes and bringing people together. Same thing around my home. I think that's why Hallie and I hit it off. And I know that I'm not that person right now. And I know it's a season of life. And Jesus uses these seasons for us to come closer to him and to love the good seasons even more. And to be able to help other people through their dark seasons. But even though I know that doesn't mean I have to love it, right? I don't think I have to. 
I can appreciate it, but I don't have to love it. And then as a parent and a husband, part of my problem too is I try to give my all, all the time anyway. And now I'm overly, (laughs) overly trying to give my all. And it's part of the holding on too tight, right? It's like, you're doing too much. You're trying too hard. So trying to pull back, trying to live in the present, trying to stop worrying. I mean, it's very clear in the Bible, like God says multiple times and Jesus says, do not worry. And so I'm trying, but this is going to be a process for me to rewire my brain and get back on a, on a normal track. And I'm open to tips and suggestions and all the things, I guess is what I would say. And then I just feel guilty for holding on too tight, for letting my emotions out in front of my kids, because then I feel like I'm not steering the ship that I've been trying to keep moving forward for the last nine months. So I'm just in a spot that's weird and hard, and I don't love it right now. And I sure as freaking hell miss Hallie every second of it. (sighs) Truly one of my favorite people that I've ever met. And... (laughs) just irreplaceable. And yet somehow through her passing, she continues to teach me and Angie and our kids more and more every single day. I don't know if this episode, one, I don't know if Angie let it air when I sent it to her. Two, you might stop listening 10 minutes in because it's just me. It's not Angie, star of the show. (laughs) And I say that, I say that laughingly because she doesn't like when I say that, but it's true. Like she, whatever she does, It doesn't have to be this. It could be a dinner. She's the star of everything she does. And she doesn't try to be. That's what makes it so beautiful. That's one of her most endearing qualities. She doesn't ever want to be the center of attention. And just by naturally being the amazing woman she is, she is the star of of everything. That's how I feel about it. That's how I feel about it. But finally, I, I do ask for your prayers. Because as I said to Angie recently, I am scared. Because the for the first time in my life... Over the last four years, I had felt true, true joy in this, this life on earth. Like I know heavenly life is completely better and different and all the, all the amazing glory of God. But in this life, I finally felt true joy. And over the last nine months, that's been stolen from not just me, but, but my God, Angie and the kids and so many of you listening as well who knew Hallie, the joy has been stolen from all of us from the thief. And we're just trying to recover. And I'm in a point where I'm trying to admit, trying to acknowledge that I'm in pain and I'm not doing great. And so I appreciate your prayers and your help and your love and your support. And Angie, as you might imagine, has been incredible as I've started to open up and share this, this suffering and pain with her. So that is what we have for you this week on Blended, Blessed, and Always a Mess. Next week, we'll record something. I promise we're actually headed down to Hallie's house in Florida next weekend because my boss has told me that I need a couple of days off, that I need to recharge. And Angie was happy to oblige and go down there. So we'll record something and spend some time together down there next weekend. But we do appreciate you guys, your love and your support each and every week. And the messages that you send out truly do matter. And and if you did make it through 30 minutes-ish of me rambling and sharing my heart and, and where I'm at, I am super grateful and appreciate you. Have a wonderful week. God bless. Thank you for listening to Blended, Blessed, and Always a Mess. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and at blendedblessedalwaysamess.com. Reach out to us on any of our social channels. 
We would love to hear from you. Have a great week.